Welcome back to the Teen Angle Podcast. Today with Shereen, I discuss everything Olympic, starting from how we watch it, what it means to us, and some of the most funniest and inspiring moments. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to our next podcast episode, a second one with our co-host Shereen. And Hi. this time around, we're talking everything Olympics, with it being the first week midway into the Olympics, and that being sort of the only thing I'm watching right now. Um, but Shereen, how do you watch the Olympics? How do you keep up with it? What does it mean to you? Okay, so I was like telling you this to you before we started, because, you know, we like planned it out before and I was telling you how I'm not much of like an Olympics person to like, I don't watch it as strategically as you do. But um, like, you know, like every night my parents turn on the TV and the Olympics happen to be happening. So we watch it then because it's like a nice bonding exercise for the family. Right. For me, I feel like it's, I guess it kind of, I don't know how it sort of stemmed into like being something we look forward to every, I guess, two years because it's like the winter and the summer ones, but like, I like the summer ones better. More <laughs> it's not as like hyped anyway. Yeah. I mean, when we were in Vancouver, because um, the Olympics 2010 were in Vancouver, so we got to be at them, which was really cool. Yeah, and so I think it probably from there we kind of got like hooked into it since it was, you know, in our city and I was born in Vancouver too, so I get to brag about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think like since so from a really young age, we were kind of like everything Olympics, but it didn't really make a difference in my life until like sixth grade ish because 2016, that was five years ago. Yeah, that's when we were going to seventh grade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Like, oh yeah. Okay. So I was going to say how we watch it, but like sort of what we do is we'll like um, have it on during like lunchtime or dinner time, And then, like you said, it's a great bonding activity. And then everyone's like shouting at the USA person to keep going or something. Cause my sister and everyone are really into it. Um, and then during swim practice, my coach would be like, did you see that race? Or like your stroke looks like this person's or like, you need to work on this because, and you can watch it here. So it's just like intertwined with kind of my everyday life now. Right? Yeah. I think it's also because like you are a sort of like competitive swimmer, like used to go right? you still do like at six or like 5am in the morning before <laughs> school started. Do you think that kind of ties it into like the Olympics a little bit like because you are also an athlete and you're watching other people compete yeah I think actually for me swimming like the reason I started swimming competitively was because of the oh, Olympics wow. <laughs> like it was like 2016 when I saw Phelps because it was his last Olympics and watching him and like Katie Ledecky and like a couple others was really what got me into swimming because i wouldn't have actually like done it competitively oh. it before then because I was just taking lessons and things like oh wow you know, summer rec swim and just like learning how to swim it wasn't like actually competitive and then when I watched the Olympics I was like this is what I want to do and it became sort of my grounding force until like 10th grade so wow. that's what got me into it and I think that's one of the reasons I look forward to it so much I think that's so cool because it's you know okay for me I always have like these hypes, I guess. And um, I'm pretty sure you've seen it, but like the Call Me Maybe episode, the Call Me Maybe like video lip sync that all like the swimmers did. Yeah. So when I was go, I also used the Olympics as a way to just like keep a track in life. Like, you know, I remember when I was in 2012, we were going to third grade, right? 
And I remember just thinking, I'm like, oh my God, the, this, the 2020, like 2020 Olympics will be when I'm going to my like junior year. That is so far away. And then it just, it just hits you like that. It's mm-hmm. so fast and so sudden. Like, I think the Olympics have really made me realize just how fast life goes by. Cause you think that, oh, this time will never come or it's going to be so long till it comes. And then it comes and it hits yeah. you like, and it also shows like your progress. Cause from the 2016 Olympics to technically like the 2020 Olympics, you like, we've grown so much like as people physically and mentally, and we look so different. I'm just like, huh? Anyway, that was a side ramble, but the call me maybe, um, Oh, the call me maybe lip sync video made me want to start to try to learn how to swim and actually this I think I told you this but the summer going into seventh grade I don't know how to swim I don't know how to swim I've never I've tried attempting to learn but I still don't know but the summer going into seventh grade I um I you know the DVHS has like those 56 dollar like this sponsored by San Ramon Valley like like swimming lessons which have ranks on them. So I attempted to do those and I was going into seventh grade and the kids in my group were going into like, not even elementary school. They're going to preschool. You know? oh my but because of the Olympics, I tried to do something new. So like adding on to yours, I think the Olympics has a huge impact in one's yeah. life, regardless of them like realizing it or not. Definitely. And I think like even on social media now, like I posted this on my story yesterday and it was like this little girl who's watching the TV and she's like imitating um, the person on the TV. And I've seen so many of those. And I think that just goes to show like, it's such an inspiration factor, like whether or not it's the person in your country or it's a person like just seeing someone do like such incredible things like, oh my God, Simone Biles. And every time I watch her, it's like, okay, wow. <laughs> and then it makes you want to do gymnastics, but like at the same time, I'm, I'm good. I don't think I could do yeah. that. Yeah, oh, definitely. But like, like that wow factor, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it just transfers into like, even if it's not gymnastics, like into whatever you're doing, like it's just yeah. that extra motivation thing. Yeah. Um, like yeah. my favorite thing to ever do is look at quotes where it's like, I think one of them is like, nothing is impossible. And it's such like a simple three word quote, but it means so much. It means because these Olympic stars are not born Olympic stars. Mm-hmm. They have worked so hard since they were like two or three years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching Simone Biles, like, you know, when, while you're watching the Olympics, they show like clips, like in the middle yeah. and showing Simone Biles talking about how um, she started at a young age, but her coach saw something in her like her, how her body was so flexible and she worked so hard ever since then. And then you see um, Katie Ledecky, how hard she worked, you know? And then there's actually a TikToker on, she's a, she's in WNBA, but she's come up on my For You page a couple of times. She's in the Olympics and she's a second year medical student. I know, it's just, it's crazy. Crazy, because it's like, you're a medical student and on top of that, you are in the Olympics and someone asked in the comments, like, when you go back to medical school, she's like, oh, I go back to medical school August 9th. It's like the last day of the Olympics. Yeah. So right after the Olympics ends, she goes back to like medical school. And I'm like, humans are made, are capable of so much more than they think they are. It's just the mindset you got to put yourself into. Exactly. And I think that like really goes to show, like even with Kaylee Decky, like they were, like you said, they're showing those clips and I, I followed her career for a 
wild just because you know she's a swimmer um and like how she's like um she got an award i think about two years ago it was like um from the ncaa or like the stanford ncaa division where it was like athlete with the highest gpa and it was like a four point something um and it was just like she can maintain all of that and still be in the pool and like working out and then on top of that she just like band and she was yeah, like she on band. the football field with the marching band and I was just like wow <laughs> like you know if she can do that then why can't anyone else right exactly. like, why just, can't anyone else exactly and I think that that mindset's like really important to have especially now that you know I think so much and we can like have this for like another because I think it's like a pretty cool topic, but so much of our lives right now have been controlled in a way. Like, yeah, like there's some differentiation among some kids. For example, you do swim and I don't do swim. But you know, at the end of the day, we both are Doherty kids with the same mindset of going to college. Right. All that stuff. But like once we go to college or after college, all of our mindsets change. And I think a lot of like, you're going to see some people be extremely successful and other people not so much. And I think the main reason for that is just how hard one person will push themselves right and I think like it's actually like um I agree and then I think with the recent Simone Biles example um I think it's like you need to know when the break comes you like for me especially like I've noticed like especially during the summer it's sort of harder to stay motivated but it's like you need to know sort of when you can't take that break and when you're able to and when the specific time for it comes and sort of like when that breaking point is and like where to hit it I think like all finding sort of all those points is really important in terms of like especially going into senior year of high school I mean one year away from being in the real world it's like it's time to figure things out a little bit crazy and it's like I remember when I was like in second grade because you know my friends were like high schoolers or we have family friends and like used to hear horror stories about high school and I used to think that oh my god I'll stay up until 3 a.m every day doing homework and then I used to think oh when I'm 16 I'm going to be so mature you know Mm -hmm. I used to have this like I'm going to be so mature but then I'm at 16 now and I'm not you know (laughs) and it's like I think that also just like makes me realize that we have this image that once we go into the real world we're going to be extremely mature and we're going to know what we're doing, but it's going to be the same thing. We're not going to know what we're doing. And yeah, but like adding on the Simone Biles thing, actually, it was really interesting because it's like, I think it's pretty controversial right now. Some people are like, um, I feel like I was reading about it online. She, I think she left for mental. Yeah, it was issues. like mental no. issues, like mental health issues. And then I th- I've read something about having an ankle injury, but I, I wasn't clear yeah. on what that was because it wasn't like super clearly written out, but yeah same like the olympics was saying that it was like a medical and then her like coach said it was like mental so i was like really confused but it's like i saw a comment on like a tiktok the other day or like yesterday right Mm -hmm. about it which was kind of like how someone said that don't go to the olympics to begin with if you cannot like push yourself and i i don't agree with that because i think it's like you can't like i said you're not going to fully be always like of the best person human being ever like mm-hmm. I think Simone Biles had so much stress on her an extreme amount of stress on her you know because it's yeah. like whenever you thought of gymnastics for the U.S. team you always like I correlate swimming to Michael Phelps and gymnastics to Simone Biles mm-hmm. yeah. right that's how she was as like yeah. a swimmer or as a gymnast but it's like I, I felt so bad because she had so much pressure on herself and I think mm-hmm. the coaches were also not being fair with her grading because yeah. it's like this like things that were not even that big the coaches were cutting off so many points for her 
Yeah, and I, I read about the difficulty levels and sort of like how she goes to like the extent to what she can and then she doesn't get the full marks for that. And it's sort of like, like I don't know even know like sort of how she can, like the motivation for continuing. Like, I guess it is like, I read that one of her quotes, she was like, just because I can, I, I do it. And I think that goes to show how it's more for her, not just like the um, medals and the points and things, but it's sort of like reaching the ends of her limits. And it's not just like how much, can they think of like what do people think of her but sort of like what can she do and I think when she like I'm assuming that that's also one of the things that causes stress to her just because there is so much pressure when you're in that light and your name is correlated with literally USA Gymnastics so I mean that's obviously going to get to her but I think having that mindset of sort of what she can push the limit of is like really I think like a really great mindset to have rather than like what can they give her yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's also like, like you were saying, I think it's also like an inspiration for other girls, you know, because like she stepped down herself. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like a huge thing because it's showing how much mental health matters yeah. for, right? Because like my dad, or like you and I were talking about, it's like, it's just a block in your head. Mm-hmm. Like you're disturbed about, like, even if you studied so hard for a test, but something else is bothering you, you're not going to do good on that test. Yeah. I think it was like the same thing for the Olympics. First of all, like you said, the difficulty levels, they were grading her hard to begin with. And that put mm-hmm. her in the mindset of like, what's happening. And second of all, it's like, if she has that block happening, she's not going to be able to perform her best. So I think her stepping down has showed us kind of to like highlight mental health issues and mm-hmm. how sometimes it's okay to do what's expected of us, not what other people expect of us. Yeah, exactly. You her limits. Definitely. And like she said that she was inspired by Naomi Osaka. And I think I've been watching that documentary, uh, the series on Naomi Osaka on, um, it's on Netflix. And it's like, it's really like, it gives like the inside perspective onto like sort of how she became to the top. And like when she went against Serena Williams and like things like that. And it really goes to show like the stuff that you don't get to see like on the surface in terms and you would think like you know these athletes are in like the biggest place and they wouldn't really care what social media says to them but like it hits you at some point at some point when everyone has an opinion about you like you have that point where you crack and like I think her stepping down was actually a more moment of strength than her continuing just because she knew where her limits were exactly and it's like like you said I think it's if she continued to play she would not have done the best of her abilities. And like you said, my dad actually told me this once. He's like, with the leader will also come like hatred. And I think the term leader is so like broad. It's not just like, oh, it's like um, a manager of a company, but it's also just like a leader in itself. Like if you're a celebrity in a way, you're a leader. Um, and I think athletes face it a lot because obviously you're going to have people who don't like you regardless. Like, I am like a huge Seahawks fan for football. So I hate like every member on the Niners team, you know, it's like, so with like being an athlete also comes the fact that people will just not like you just because they don't support your team. Right. You know, but I think a lot of it also comes with like, people think that like they expect so much out of you. So even if like an athlete messes up a little bit, like that day, someone messed up like a little bit, people were already critiquing her. Yeah, they expect so much out of these athletes. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I I just think they have so much riding on stake for them. Yeah, I agree with that. And 
I was like, I follow this one guy on Instagram and he normally does political content, but this time around he was commenting on Simone Biles and he raised the question of like, is she still the greatest of all time? And he said that he didn't think so. And I was like, I really like staunchly dis disagreed with that just because um, I feel like regardless of her stepping down at this point, I feel like she already achieved that title with everything she'd already done. Like, yeah. I don't think this takes away or like, like, I don't feel like this is correlated with her being like the greatest of all time, quote unquote. And I feel like oh. if she can come out of this on like the other end, it would just add to that. It's not taking away from anything. Right. And like adding on to that, I think unfortunately a lot of times, like, okay, I don't know if you remember 2012, Missy Thompson was, you know, amazing. You know, like every like posters and everything. I just kept seeing Missy Thompson. 2016, she didn't perform the best. She kind of got out of the spotlight. And I think, unfortunately, that's how it is with the Olympics, regardless of how many times people try. But I think Simone and Michael Phelps just have that title. That's really hard for them to, like, wipe away. So I agree with you. She is still the GOAT. And that's what I think. That's what I mean by we need to start thinking things in a broader fashion. Like, just your athletic abilities do not make you someone. It's your whole appearance. And I think if someone's deciding that they're like, they need to vouch for themselves sometimes, I think that in itself makes her the goat, you know? Mm -hmm. It's inspiring other girls. And I think especially females to know to not, like, I think a lot of times, I'm not trying to make this into like a feminist movement or anything, but I think a lot of times the girls in our society, especially like um, Indian girls like us, we're just forced to do everything. Like we're forced to never say no. Like if we say no that, oh, we're not being like good people. You know, we always have to say yes. And I think a female leader in the athletic world saying no for once and thinking about themselves is an inspiration for other girls, you know, who are, mm -hmm. you know, like they can't extremely push themselves. And sometimes it's okay to stop because if someone's stopping in the, for the Olympics, yeah. you can sometimes stop for like your things too. Right. And I think like uh, one thing that she said in her interview, she was like, if I kept going, I might've gotten injured because I mean, when you're flipping in the air, like so far above the ground and you're not able to like actually do it to your fullest ability. I mean, and at that difficulty level, it's sort of like, do you want to take that risk for right. the fact that you like, you like, you know, you need to step down, but I'm assuming there must've been so much pressure on her, just like outside pressure on him from herself to like not step down. So like taking that decision just goes to show that there's so much strength in her. And like, she knows that if she'd continued, it would have, it could have resulted in an injury. And that's, that's a lot worse. I feel like. I agree. And I think it's also like, like you're like you were saying it's just the whole world watches her like I remember yesterday she stepped down but the camera was still on her yeah like her team was performing but every like one minute it zoomed in on Simone's face being mm -hmm. like oh I got you like I think she was telling one of her, like her teammates that do you need anything I'll go I'll run and get it for you you know and mm -hmm. it's like she had like a mic on her and they were saying such things so I think it's like they're really trying to highlight her but I'm like yeah. wow you know yeah. like at the end of the day she's just I think other like members deserve just as much as screen time as she does. And I've seen this with every sport for basketball. You're going to, it's always going to be highlighted on Curry, you know, like um, in 2012, when you used to watch like the 2012, 2013, when you used to watch football, the, the cover used to be Alex Smith, you mm. know, like they only used to pay attention to Alex Smith for football. So it's like the, there's so much pressure on her. And like you were saying, an injury because if she's injured permanently, that's it for her. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, and then people will forget about her. That's just right. the reality as that's it is. True. Sports, 
if once you're done performing, people will forget about you. Exactly. But she did do a good decision by backing out mm-hmm. and just like letting her other teammates win. Because at the end of the day, it's not just her, it's the whole America. And I think she got like a silver medal. Silver for the final, yeah. Yeah, and then people in the comments were on TikTok were being like, oh, you know, she deserved, or she didn't deserve a silver, she deserved a gold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that might be true, sure, yeah. but it's just because she's the best doesn't mean other people cannot like outwin her. Exactly. And I think we see that, like, that, I mean, yes, she might have not like been able to perform, but at the same time, there's other people there as well who have also worked just as hard, really? if not more, like two as well. And it was actually funny because yesterday, um, or I watched it yesterday, could have been a couple of days ago because we recorded everything, but it was like Kayla Decky versus Titmus from um, Australia. And she in the 400 free, and I think again in the 200 free, she like Kayla Decky got a fifth and 200. She didn't make the podium. And then she got second in the 400, which she actually has the Olympic record and the world record in. Wow. So, and it was funny because the coach after that, I also posted this on my story, but the coach after the 400 watching his like swimmer, the Australian beat Kayla Decky was such like a proud moment because you've just won someone who normally dominates every single race, gets the gold, doesn't lose, has all the world records and she just beat her. And I think that in itself is such an important moment because it goes to show like not just the inspiration that she was for her, but that you're not always going to be stuck at the thing that you've already achieved. Like there's room to grow and improve. There's room to grow and improve. Was that the coach? I was seeing a lot of TikToks about him. Yeah, Yeah, he's in the yellow and he's like going crazy. Yeah. um, There's like a person trying to I mean, she was really scared. Yeah. yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I, I didn't know that was for swimming. That's amazing. But I agree with you. And I think that's also a lesson that just because that's a lesson for all of us mm-hmm. that don't get too cocky just because yeah. you're all, and I'm not saying Katie Ledecky's cocky, right? right. I'm not that, but I'm just saying this is a lesson. Like if you're the first at everything, you're not always going to be the first. And exactly. it, like, there's always going to be people who can be better than you who are, can outsmart you and outwin you. So like you said, there's always room for growing and improvement. Just mm-hmm. because you're at the top doesn't mean you can always stay at the top. You got to keep growing. You got to keep improving. If you have like a, a 4.7 GPA, that doesn't mean someone can't beat you with a 4.8, you know? Right. And I think with that being said, it's also the Olympics is a different story because you are technically competing with each other. But I think it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think just talking about that we should know that we're competing with ourselves yeah right it's like people are always technically going to be better than you people are always going to be worse than you it's how you're growing as a person exactly so and at the end of her race when they were like all cameras on her of course um and like she came out of that and she wasn't like being really like cocky or like oh I had like I was just feeling I wasn't feeling well or anything she was like yeah um I've raced her before and like I got second to her before as well and she was just like she pushes me to be better better and I push her to be better and that's how we both improve and she looked at it like that and I was just like what a class act (laughs) like exactly and I think that just shows your humility like I don't know if you know but the Serena Williams versus the Naomi's yeah yeah it was like a huge thing in like I think 2017 2018 Mm -hmm. the Wimbledon but um at the end, again, I love Serena, so I'm just not a dig at her, but I think the whole, watching the whole game was just so weird to me because she won it fair and square, but then Serena says something like um, that, oh, I know it was supposed to be like, I know we expected things to be different or I don't know exactly what she said, but all I remember was like, 
I don't think Naomi does like Naomi didn't get the correct recognition that she deserved because mm-hmm. Naomi was even crying at one point being like I'm sorry like you're not you should not be sorry yeah. for winning you won mm-hmm. exactly. and I think that's the problem also with like people who watch the Olympics is that like for Simone Biles whoever it is people have so much expectations and people only want her to win that if someone else ever outbeats that person they feel like oh they're doing something wrong yeah. first place should always be like Simone Simone Biles or this person mm-hmm. and I'm taking the spotlight away from them and yeah. I think we need to get away from that mentality and the way to get away from that mentality is to start treating all the Olympic players like the same unless mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Simone Biles might have won a lot of trophies in 2016, but then I think every Olympic should be a clean slate. So yeah. she comes to the 2020 Olympics and it's like a new start. Because again, like I said, if you're putting these expectations on someone, mm-hmm. they might not carry out with it, you know? Okay. And I think, okay, maybe if she like won four gold Olympics at one point in Tokyo, then I would be like, okay, she's the GOAT again. Right. But putting the title on her immediately Mm-hmm. I think sometimes won't do justice. Yeah, and I don't think the commentators help with that either because no. literally it's like go like when they showcase all the swimmers, it'll be like, this is the history of the swimmer, and you'll get all like the this is what they did in the past two months, this is what like all the gold medals that they have, or like it doesn't have to be a swimmer, but whoever it is. And like they just go down the line and it's like, oh, we're expecting this or like this, and like they'll even say it. And I'm like, maybe we shouldn't talk about the expectations of like, okay, yeah, you could talk about their history because I mean, it comes off of the screen too, but at right. the same time, it's not going to be the same me it was last time around or maybe from a month ago, especially coming off of COVID. It's like a five-year gap between 2016 and now and everyone had a different situation. So like having those expectations, especially at this meet or at this Olympics is kind of crazy. It's exactly, and like you were saying, exactly. I think it's just everyone just kind of does this like mm-hmm. everyone like you'll watch like in commercials they're going to show Simone Biles oh, yes. right it's like it's just the expectation that people have and like you were saying COVID has had a huge impact on people like I remember one I think one I think Simone Biles she lost both her uncle and her aunt due to COVID I was hearing the commentator saying something like that. I don't know if it's Simone Biles or like who it was but someone lost their uncle and their aunt to COVID you know and it's like people have impacts for them. And I think this is just like a life lesson. Like I was saying before, we grow so much physically and mentally mm-hmm. so often that it's impossible for us to be exactly where we were five years ago. And I think adding on to your point, it's okay. If I was competing first place with like someone, like if I was like doing a math competition, I was competing with like a mathematician I won't get first place. But if I was competing with the third grader, I would get first place. So your ranking also depends on other people you're playing against. Right. You know, so it's like Simone Biles is not always guaranteed first place because like there might be someone else who's more qualified than her who who deserves first place more than her. So having those titles on someone is so ridiculous because like I said, you never know the outcome. Nothing is ever guaranteed. And I think that just puts like the players on a roadblock because they're expected to do so well, but they don't even know the situation that they're walking into. Exactly. Yep. Definitely agree with that. And I think like the Olympics just right now, oh, did you watch the opening ceremony? I did not. Okay. Like I, if like it's a four hour long ceremony, but like if you just watch the highlights. Four hours? 
Yeah, a couple of times actually. So I watched it by myself, and then my family wanted to watch it, and my and they didn't want to watch it at the same time because everyone was doing different things. So my sister watches it, so I hear it if I'm not watching the whole thing, and then we all watched it again at dinner. So yeah, watched like, it in total like twelve hours, or maybe not like the full twelve, just because I watched it by myself, so I got the full four, and oh. my sister watched about two of them, and then my parents watched. We were eating dinner, so maybe like an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so by the end of it, I was like, oh, I know what's happening. And I can tell you when to skip and like when we need to like pass over. But like they, I think they, the commentator was saying how they had to change a lot of what they were going to do one just because of COVID restrictions and like how many people they can have on stage at one time. And then also just because they wanted to bring that story of like being separated, but um, like together, like in heart at the same time, it was just such an amazing like execution of it like it wasn't like I remember Beijing I think it was 2008 and they had all like powerful drums and stuff and like that was very lively this was a lot more like peaceful and like connected and like they had one act and it was like everyone's it was kind of like it was supposed to depict like your heart working together with all your muscles and um also like being the heart of like the world and the athletes and things and it was just it was so nice like we had like another spin to the openings yeah but I feel like those people go so under like they're so underappreciated compared to the athletes like I could imagine the amount of work that they've been putting in and then changing everything they had to do not even knowing like a year ago if the Olympics were gonna happen I feel like honestly there needs to be like a medal or something for recognition for that because it's crazy like honestly the Olympics just is like a lesson of everything in life because like fortunately even in real life you know like for example even like a production like or like um a movie you're gonna always reckon you're gonna know the actors you're not gonna know the people behind the sets like right a presentation people who worked on the presentation won't be recognized but people who actually present it would be recognized exactly and i think i there's so many things that we can keep talking about that need to change like society but unfortunately never will yeah i mean i think it just comes back to changing yourself and just going with that mindset like you can't control everything else you can control how you perceive things right and it's like if you and I start paying attention to like the people who are putting in the effort then at least someone's paying attention to them you get like people to start at least agreeing to the mindset then hopefully they can start thinking like that too exactly definitely um we could go to like favorite athletes or favorite moments from what you watch so far okay so like I was telling you, I'm a huge, like Tom Daly, you know, like <laughs> swimming is always my favorite Olympic sport is swimming mm-hmm. um, because I just think that swimming also has like a bunch of um, like patriarch, Ugh. you know, that the, what's that word meaning that like you love your country? Uh, patriotism. patriotism. I yeah, yeah. I keep pronouncing it patriarchy. Right? <laughs> Those are two totally different, <laughs> but um. I think um, swimming in general has a lot of like patriotism in America. Like, I just think that swimming has a whole whole new community when it comes to like Olympics. Like you have your own swimming fans and everything. So the sport I love watching the most is swimming. Mm -hmm. um, That dive that Tom Daly did with their partner. That was was so incredible. Amazing. Like it literally felt like Tom Daly had replicated himself and they were swimming at the same exact time. Like it was beautiful absolutely like amazingly synchronized so I think that's one of my favorite parts of the Olympics so far 
yeah i i agree with that and i i've watched like a couple different i watched the surfing and that was nice to watch i was like kind of like i've never i didn't imagine like surfing would be in like the actual ocean i thought they would actually make something so that it's like oh, is in the actual ocean i think it's in the actual it looked like it so i'm assuming um and I was just like, wow, Japan, because when we went to Japan, because my grandparents used to live there, we didn't go to the beach. And I just like, I never correlate Japan to the beach. I like, think I never like, and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Okay. I didn't know they had waves and dark beaches and things like that. Yeah. So it was, that was nice to watch. why they might do surfing in like a ocean is because oceans have like their tides and their currents and all those things, which mm-hmm. I think is like one thing that they might be like competing the surfers for yeah it was like I was thinking like wouldn't that be kind of unfair if like one wave isn't as like that's true like bigger than the other one is like I don't know how they would get like kind of standardized that because I imagine they would have like this huge stadium with like you know fake waves (laughs) that's what I thought it would be but yeah I didn't imagine it to be like in an ocean wow yeah yeah, so that was fun to watch. And then they had like mountain biking and this guy fell and I felt really bad for him. Mm-hmm. But like the actual trail was really nice. That's so good. is mountain biking like a new sport added? I feel like it was there, but I just discovered it. Okay, because I think there's so. some sports like there's skateboarding. Oh yeah. That I know has been added recently, which had a lot of controversy because I, I saw one TikTok comment where it's like, if there is if if it's a sport where you can keep your phone in a pocket, it's not a sport. <laughs> like, you know, or if it's like a sport that every a Californian kid does, it's not a sport. Oh and like, I was like kind of skeptical about it at first, but then I like skating is hard. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard. Like mm-hmm. I can't even skate normally. Like I can't even like put both of my feet, just skate like a normal <laughs> line. And these people are doing like their tricks and stuff mm-hmm. like Oh my god I saw this one clip this guy he fell and he like it was like this one bar to another and then his legs went in between the next bar and it hit him right in the crotch and I felt so bad and it was like all over Twitter the other day and there were so many companies who sponsored that ad and I was just like why why would you like you know share that so many different times they want publicity for sure which is like adding on to another key component of the Olympics is just the pressure that a camera is always can be on your face. Yeah. Like that's just like, what if I'm like, I don't know, fidgeting with my nose or something <laughs> on me. Like, you know, it's just, it's so surreal, but it's like, acts like that. Like yesterday I was watching the gym gymnastics and I don't know who it was. It was, she had like puffy hair. She was African-American. Oh, Childs, I think that's, I yeah. forgot her first name, but I know her last yeah, name. Yeah. So she, I think she subbed in for Simone, but she oh. like fell during the, her routine. Mm-hmm. fell right on one of them and like the they replayed that clip like three times and I was of like course. what was the need of replaying that clip like replay it once maybe that's mm-hmm. it and they always they never replay like the best moments they always replay the worst moments <laughs> which is making me think that like people are just watching the Olympics for the fails at this point than more so like the the good stuff yeah like it gets you to like that like do you prize the fails over the victory or like even just like I mean, I guess the replay sometimes in slow-mo, okay, that makes sense. But if you're going to play the same thing, like, four times in slow motion. And, like, they keep talking about that, like, yeah. one. Like, so Charles, I forgot. Like, Charles, right? So she was fine after that. She did an amazing, like, flip after. But they totally brushed past that and went immediately to the fall again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the only thing that they picked up from her. And I guess, yeah, it's the Olympics. So the tiniest things matter. But I think right. it's also important to, like, showcase the 
more positive stuff. Yeah. And I think that kind of, I feel like I saw this tweet on Twitter yesterday. It was like, there should be a reference to a normal person <laughs> doing everything and then seeing the Olympians. And I was just like, yeah. that would definitely give more perspective a to people. Lot perspective. Cause I, I think at one point, like this was in 2016, I was like looking at the swimmers. I'm like, they're only going that fast. Like, what's wrong <laughs> with them? You know, are the only like, and then like, like you said, the Olympics are already so great, but I think it's just mm-hmm. we hold them to such a high standard. Yeah, exactly. Which is like absolutely because they're supposed to be the best of the best. Like if you're in the mm-hmm. Olympics, you're the best of the best of the best. Like not only are you representing your county or your state, you're representing your whole country. Yeah, exactly. So that's why people assume that like, oh, you know, like we got to hold them to such a high standard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I guess like if I had to decide on a favorite moment of like everything that I've watched so far, I think it would be, it was like the hundred breast, the um, women's and then Lily King has like the, either she has one record. I forget if it's a world record or the Olympic record. She's one of the two and she got third, but the 17 year old from Alaska got some gold and I was just like that was so amazing because I mean one she's 17 I don't even think she expected that she looked up at the board when she ended and she was like in awe and her mouth was open and it, it was just and then Lily King wasn't all upset about that or anything she like came over and ran like not ran over but like in the pool kind of like rushed over to her and hugged her and even the girl who got um silver I don't know what country what she was she was wearing a green cap she even like hugged her and it was like so much sportsmanship and like unity like even amongst people who are like rivals, I guess, but it was like such a fulfilling moment. Sure. I think it's like, you definitely, as like a player, you have some sort of like, like, oh, like, you know, cause I think especially for swimming, you don't really know what's happening a lot of the time. Cause you're just, you keep swimming, you know, you don't have time to like look around and right. stuff like that. But it's at the end of the day, I think some players just might be like, I tried my best. Mm-hmm. and this is it I think a lot of the like we were talking about comes within you I think a lot of times when players are pissed off it comes from like I wish I could have tried harder because you can't change other people's outcome you can right. only change your own right yeah oh if I would have tried a little bit harder but I think if players are in the mindset where it's like oh you know I did the best that I could mm-hmm. that's what makes them accept like oh like it's okay that this girl beat me because I did the best ability that I could have exactly and I think it's like kind of funny like when I'm thinking about like the players and they're getting their gold and I'm like you're at the Olympics just being at the I feel like that's such like a prize thing because like even I don't know about other sports but with swimming it's like you have to be top two of your events and those are the only people that make the Olympic team top two like well like America or yeah like if you're racing like say 100 freestyle you have to be the first or second place of everyone who races that event um because well, okay. they mm-hmm. they wow. do like an olympic trials meet oh the olympic trials meet okay yeah. okay okay got it so not just like oh you're in your like club and you're top oh no, no. Okay. i was like oh because it's like you first have to qualify for the olympic trials that's a set time then there's like a preliminaries in that and there's a sem- i think there's semifinals or it's either prelims, semifinals, finals, or prelims and finals. And then you have to be top two of the finals. Yeah. So it's, and they only have like 50 people on the team. So it's like, I mean, just making that is crazy. I think we say that, but I think it's like hard for them to be in that mindset because I can correlate it to them, right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, we can get into Harvard, right? And we're like, oh, that's it. We're like at Harvard, that's but then true. we're still going to want to like achieve so much more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for them, like, I get where you're coming from. And I also get their point of view, because it's like, I feel like for us also, there's so many things 
for us. Like I remember my friend telling me the other day how, um, cause I struggle with like body issues, right? We were having mm-hmm. a conversation now. It's like, just be happy with what you have right now, but it's yeah. so hard to be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, we need to start making people okay with that mindset. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like you're in the Olympics. You got a silver in the bloody Olympics. I like I would be happy even placing on the Olympics, know. you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I think on one end, it's great to always be growing and improving, but on the other end, just balancing that out with being grateful, I think is just like a necessary like, balance. I think a lot of times people kind of lose, like, I'm sure there's been a moment in your life too, like, like this is stupid, but you know, when I was like in middle school, oh, okay. Uh, you know, when I was in middle school, in middle school, you didn't, you were still in Vancouver, I think right um I moved in second grade so oh really I thought (laughs) you you've been in America second grade Mm -hmm, but I've like moved around a couple of cities so oh my god wait I thought you were okay I thought you okay whoa okay (laughs) but um so I yeah so I you know like in middle school everything is just so chill and so comfortable but you used to take that for granted and then you come into high school and you're like dang I wish I could go back Mm -hmm. that's why my favorite song is good old days if you have you heard of it, it's by Macklemore. Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. That song is like, so like sentimental to me because literally the lyrics, I wish I could go back to like the good old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that just shows it's like a lot of times we don't, we have what we currently like have. And then we take, we don't, we lose sight of it until it's gone. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, people can put that mentality to them for their normal lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I guess we could do a funniest moment from the Olympics that you've seen so far. Because I have two in mind, but... Okay. I actually don't have any funny, so I'll let you say your two. Okay. One was, I, we've already mentioned this, but that Australian coach, Titmus's yeah. Australian no, no, coach, that was, that was like top of the line. And they they replayed that one a couple of different times and I've seen it all over social media. So it's it's like, I love seeing that because it's one, it's hilarious, but then also it's like the pride that he feels that you can kind of just like... No, it was... It was so funny because um he was like he was doing pretty interesting things. <laughs> I've never seen someone so happy before. I was like, oh my god. I know. I was like, like it was it was kind of like a culture shock a little bit because nobody like in sort of like our vicinity I feel like would be that expressive I guess. But it was just like wow. Okay. I think that just showed that like the patriotism you have for your country. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. the love that you have yeah. yeah what's your other moment for any moment um it was the disproving the cardboard beds oh we were talking about this earlier yeah was it tom daly who disproved it because i know i'm not sure but there was a guy on my for you page and like someone said that can you like do a is this on tiktok but someone said can you do like a cartwheel on your like bed so because it was like a big joke right oh they're using but the cardboard beds are pretty sturdy yeah i thought that yeah it was pretty interesting because um I don't know who, because I, I saw it on TikTok. I don't know if they actually did a segment on it on TV. I don't think it was on TV, but I know Tom Daly has a YouTube that he does. And then, so he did a vlog on that. Okay, yeah. So it, it was not Tom Daly for me, but it was like a guy and um, he was like jumping on it. And everything. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. I was like, you always have those tiny moments. Like, for example, in Rio, the water was like green or something. And it's just like- Really? Yeah. In oh, Rio, I don't know about the, that. 2016 olympics the pool water was filled with algae or something oh, it's funny. yeah it's just like every year every time the olympics something happens oh yeah 
But my favorite Olympics so far is the 2012. The 20, where was that again? In London. Oh, okay. I didn't watch the 2012 in my memory though. No, oh, you didn't watch it fully? I don't think so. Or if I did, it's not in my memory. That was like nine years ago. <laughs> so I don't have full memory of that. But 2016, I think it was just like, I don't think it was my favorite ceremony, like the opening ceremonies, but it was definitely like my favorite in terms of like the swimming parts because it was Michael Phelps' last one. Oh yeah, for sure. I think actually he was going to stop in 2012, but then he decided to do one funny moment of 2016. Everyone made a meme out of it when he was like in the waiting room and he was oh, so yeah. <laughs> That was so funny. But okay. the reason why I like 2012 so much is because that was the year I could fully watch it because, you know, when I was going to third grade, I had nothing better to do. <laughs> you know, so it's like that's the year I actually got to fully watch the Olympics and what it is. And I think that's when like, you know, all the swimmers used to make like the like, I think the Call Me Maybe video was, like, my favorite of all time. In 2016, I think they did Carpool Karaoke, the swimming team. Was that not? I thought Call Me Maybe was 2016. Call Me Maybe was 2012. Oh, okay, yeah. Then then 2016 was the Carpool Karaoke. No, I know. It just didn't feel the same to me. So, I, like I said, I think a lot of, like, me liking the Olympics has to do for the patriotism. Mm, yeah, and, like, all of, like, the bonding and everything that comes with it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Shereen and I had an amazing time talking about the Olympics and as now they come to a close, we're hoping you guys had some favorite moments and inspiring moments as well. So thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you next time.